0: In a world with too much pop culture to consume, one man and one woman will argue about it until they get bored. It's an epic battle between obsession and indifference, and the winner will determine, well, very little actually. Eric Johnson and Emily Jones star in Giant Geek versus Mega Noob. Whoever wins, we're still losers. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. I'm Eric Johnson. And
1: I'm Emily Jones. If this is your first time listening, you can find more Giant Geek versus Mega Noob at gvnpodcast.com.
0: And you can also find all of our past episodes on iTunes and Google Play.
1: Now, normally, this is the part where we tell you that one of us is totally obsessed with some movie or TV show, and the other one has never seen it, and we're going to watch it and, and fix that problem. Uh, But we are doing something a little bit different today in honor of, um, I don't know, I feel like there's something happening, like, in the entertainment world this weekend, maybe? I'm not sure. It seems
0: kind of, yeah, no, we're recording this uh, the Saturday before the Oscars, um, and they're kind of a big deal to us. I mean, I'd say that, you know, on a scale of one to Super Bowl, this is, like, Super Bowls for me. I care far more about the Oscars every year. Um,
1: I feel like the Super Bowl isn't really even on that scale for me. Like, I don't... Yeah. uh, It's more like a scale of... I don't know. The Super Bowl is like the bottom of the scale for me.
0: Okay. Well, in any case, Oscars are a big deal. We're recording this the day before the Oscars. And uh, today we are both going to be the noob, I guess. Because we're both going to be talking about a movie... That we've recently seen, and uh, it's a movie that is widely considered to be a favorite for for the Oscars, like for, for all of the on, Oscars, for all of them.
1: In fact, potentially the most Oscars ever, since it's been nominated for the most ever, tied with All About Eve and Titanic. Titanic,
0: um, yeah. So obviously, we're talking about La La Land yay. here, and I told Emily as soon as I saw it. I saw this movie back in December. I told her. As soon as you see this movie, let me know so we can do a podcast about it. Because, as loyal listeners of the show know, Emily and I have a long history of talking about musicals and uh, debating the merits of and the genre,
1: disagreeing about them. Although I don't know that that's—I uh, don't know—we'll get into it. But we'll get into it. But um... we'll get into it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but like I, I feel like this movie—I feel like this movie, along with Hamilton, which we previously discussed is being widely credited in pop culture right now with sort of leading a renaissance of musicals. And I have a lot of thoughts about it. Oh, and I, I, understand, too. Now I understand that, finally that you do it. too. So uh, let, let's talk.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, after after months of being like, oh, I've only seen Hidden Figures in several of the animated movies. Like, ah, it's... The Oscars are too soon at this point. I'm not even going to try. Um, like two days ago, I decided that it would be perfectly reasonable to launch into like an, an Oscar spree. In the last few days, I've seen uh, La La Land and Moonlight and Fences um, like in a very rapid succession. Um, so yeah, I have I have like more thoughts about that. But um, yeah, And well, the point is the point is I have more context than I did going into La La Land also. Because I've right. now seen like several of the top contenders, as opposed to one, I had only right. seen Hidden Figures before <laughs> and the several animated things.
0: And my my hunch is that most people who will be watching the Oscars have, if they've seen anything, they've seen La La Land and maybe Moonlight, maybe Arrival. You know, it's, it seems like I would there's... say
1: I would say of the other Best Picture contenders, the best. Um or the other, like, top contenders, the best bet is probably actually Hidden Figures. Because, like, that oh, actually true. did yeah. quite well and, like, led like, the box office a couple weekends and stuff.
0: Yeah, um, people were talking about how it, like, it beat Rogue One at the box office, like, which was, which was like, several weeks after Rogue One came out. But, hey, it was still a cool thing yeah. that it did, you know? Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it beat, I mean, it beat something else that came out, like, the weekend before it or something. Oh, really? Like, yeah. yeah, anyway. um,
0: But La La Land is, like, the, is, is like, a one, a shitload of Golden Globes, and it feels like there's a lot of like thought pieces and, and hot takes about La La Land floating out there in the ether.
1: Yeah, I think because it's so, um, I think because it's so heavily favored, it did win all those Golden Globes. It's nominated for so freaking many Oscars. Um, yeah. And also because, I mean, as like, you know, people who write about like Hollywood are, that are like based in Hollywood, like they're kind of they sort of drive narratives about these kind of things and mm-hmm. Hollywood is super obsessed with this movie because it's a movie about Hollywood so
0: see also the artist see also Birdman see also <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all those other the movies that have one best picture that are about about movie making or about yeah. acting um okay so let, let, let's let's actually talk about the meat of this let's talk about this movie okay. uh just general thoughts what what was what was your takeaway of La La Land
1: okay So I should say that going into La La Land, I had a very hard time um, extricating the movie itself from the context um, because I saw it this late in, in Oscar season. Like it's it's already very much like this big, heavy favorite. People will not shut the fuck up about this movie and how much they love it and how great it is. And I having only seen. You know trailers and clips of of all, and you know heard various people interviewed on NPR and whatever about most of these movies again except for Hidden Figures which I saw a while ago. Um, you know I I had an attitude about La La Land going in where I was like mm-hmm. you know I no matter how good La La Land is like I feel like like you know it's a Hollywood musical about Hollywood and like just from like. <laughs> Just from, like, a, just, like, a, I don't know, historical and, like, equitable, equitable doesn't sound right, like, just from, like, a just from like a history of the movies standpoint, I went into it, like, I, we've already had this discussion where, like, not having seen any of the movies, I was already annoyed by La La Land's dominance <laughs> just because I'm like, you know, no matter how good it is, there are already a bunch of Hollywood musicals about Hollywood, and there are already a bunch of Hollywood musicals about, like, white people trying to make it in showbiz, and, like, I'm pretty sure there aren't any other movies about, like, you know
0: black women in the space program right (laughs) or
1: or like a a gay black kid growing up in in a bad neighborhood in Miami like you know just just from just from sheer like originality of like stories that exist in movies that we have honored historically like Mm. as a culture and system of honoring movies like I was already annoyed with La La Land's dominance so
0: so this movie was set up in your mind You, you you were coming in with sort of not low expectations but like angry expectations. Yeah, you're so you're g- coming in ready to <laughs> Basically,
1: La La Land would have had to absolutely floor me in order for me to like like super love La La Land.
0: Yeah. La La Land and...
1: did not floor me. Mm-hmm. Um I continue to feel the same way that I did before about um about that everything that I just said about kind of like the the uh, just from from an originality of like volume of movies that exist of this type, um, but also I'm like more annoyed about it now, um, because you're, you're more
0: annoyed now that you've seen it. Now that I've about seen it. the hype about the, because, the discussion like, it,
1: because like I'm sorry, like okay, I'm just gonna spew a bunch of thoughts now. Um, La La Land is not that good of a musical. It's fine. The music is fine. It's it's sweet. It's lovely music. Whatever. The people can't fucking sing. And I know that this has been something that people have discussed a lot. First of all, Emma Stone can sing. I've seen her on Broadway. I don't know why she spends most of this movie not singing that well. Ryan Gosling, fine, whatever. Hollywood has a long, grand tradition of of focusing on star power and not on singing ability in its casting of stars in musicals. See all of the women that Marnie Knoxon dubbed for anonymously throughout her career, Deborah Carr and Natalie Wood see marlon brando in guys and dolls which you haven't seen but marlon brando mm-hmm. can't fucking sing and they cast him <laughs> as sky masterson which is the singer of the two lead gangster roles why that wasn't frank sinatra and marlon brando the one that has less singing i don't know anyway marlon the, brando one was... that, the,
0: the example that jumps out to me most is russell crowe as javert in the oh in good movie god Adaptation of well, that was,
1: yeah that was terrible
0: i felt richard... like i could have sung better than that and yeah. that's saying something richard
1: Gere <laughs> in chicago which you also haven't seen but um you know Richard Gere did fine in Chicago but like he really wasn't a singer before going into it and they really had to train him and like the people in the past who've played his role like on Broadway have been unbelievable singers you know so so Hollywood has a long tradition of doing that with its stars of musicals fine do whatever you want why can't the extras sing <laughs> why can't I hear the voices of the people singing in the opening number where there are no stars they have these annoying breathy little voices and it's mixed badly I'm going to be more annoyed about La yeah. Land winning sound mixing yeah. than almost anything because even if everybody has terrible voices which they all fucking do <laughs> you know what you can fix that with the mix you can mix the music lower and you can bring their voices up i'm gonna be so furious if la la land wins sound mixing which it will because it's just gonna ride a wave and those kinds of those kinds of like down ticket technical awards most of the people voting don't know what sound mixing is and they don't they just know the go with the thing that they and saw editing.
0: that they like the uh, most yeah uh, I I I have other
1: thoughts, too, but I'm just going to let you respond to that first, because that right from the beginning, especially like because actually the morning that the day that I saw La La Land, there was a feature on Morning Edition on NPR that morning where Susan Stamberg did this whole thing with the choreographer. And the choreography was quite good. I sure the choreography was great, but they made a big deal out of this opening number and how amazing it was and like what, a you know, how it really knocks you knocks you down, you know, bowls you over. And like the choreographer talked about like people in the theater bursting into applause as soon as the musical number was over and La La Land appears on the screen. And it's like, no, I mean, the dancing was (laughs) impressive and like shutting down a freeway for a dance is great. But like, I I was so annoyed by like, I wasn't like, if you can't hear the words of the song because the people aren't singing over the music, Mm -hmm. like, And the people are singing badly to begin with. Like, how are you supposed to get caught up in the musical number? I expect more of my big Hollywood production musical numbers.
0: This is exactly what I wanted out of this this special podcast. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was like... I think Emily Jones might have a few thoughts to share about this movie. Just a few. I never Um, have
1: thoughts to share about anything. I don't know what would have given you that impression.
0: (laughs) But, like, okay, so I agree uh, with almost everything you said. I actually, since seeing the movie, I have listened to the soundtrack a couple times, and I like the songs much better uh, on the soundtrack than in the movie. Now, maybe it was... Maybe it was the mixing of the movie versus the soundtrack. Maybe it was just the theater I was in. I'm not sure, but I I do feel like the, or maybe it was just familiarity and just not knowing what to expect from the songs for whatever reason. I do think the songs sounded a lot better later on. But in the context of the movie, yes, I did have that exact same thought of like um, the scene where Emma Stone is, her friends are trying to encourage her to go out. And uh, I think it's like Someone in the Crowd is the name of the song where they're all getting dressed up and they're going out to the party. I was None like of I can't can sing. It, it was it was no one could sing and it was all really like, really muddled and I was kind of like uh. but give that being me, said
1: give me the women dancing and singing in the dress shop in West Side
0: Story. That's yeah, better. Yeah, exactly. Where that's yeah, you you hear everything right the first time. Um and I do really love the uh, auditions. Oh, yeah. We should, by the way, say that spoilers for, for La La Land oh, yeah. here. I, I think we're just assuming everyone has seen it. Um, I do really like the audition song that Emma Stone sings. Yes. I felt and that's, like a that much was...
1: better, that's a much better song, I thought, than City of Stars. So yet again, with, yes. with levels of annoyance of things. Like... Well, okay.
0: So you want to talk about levels of annoyance. City of Stars went in the Golden Globe. I feel like that was, out of every single song on the La La Land soundtrack, City of Stars is the worst. It's so them.
1: annoying
0: it's 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 and, and and
1: sad and like low and
0: there's nothing like, I happening don't, in it i don't understand like like it's 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 paying homage it's supposed to be paying homage to like singing in the rain sort of it's like what pe- people have been saying but it has it's not as catchy and it's not it's not i don't i don't know why people enjoy city of stars like i enjoyed the I john legend song that we are supposed to that the, the that in context of the, to the hate, movie, we're was a great to song i was like you know what if this guy if this was a real band I would go see them live. This is a fun song. I'm having fun, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that was a that was a really fun great song and I know that it's about like whatever Ryan Gosling selling out his like artistic purity. Pfft, artistic purity
0: <laughs> can
1: be so boring as a theme for an artistic work, by the way.
0: Well, and also the the funniest thing, I, this is my favorite reaction uh or one of my favorite reactions to the La La Land I've seen online. Um it was a tweet. I can't remember who made it. But it was a tweet someone made saying um ryan gosling in la la land you know jazz is great because it's different every time ryan gosling five minutes later plays the same damn song for the rest of the movie
1: seriously
0: <laughs> uh city of stars has like a three three different reprises in this so yeah i i really i that's like that song grates on me more for the the it's it's overuse and for the inexplicable love for it more than my general meh about yeah, the song I, itself. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> it's, uh, that, that's, that's,
1: there, and there's so many things that are like that, right? Like, in just in the world in general, where, like, you don't actually have that strong of feelings about something. You just, like, mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, eh, it doesn't really send you anywhere. But people right. are so militant about how much they love it, and they praise it so much that, like, it makes you militant about, like, not like, like, oh, I hate it. Like, down with that. You know. and
0: this is something that uh, that I think it was Trayvon free who's one of the hosts of the room where it's happening podcast that he said which made like as soon as he said it I was like oh I get it uh, he said La la land made me understand how people who don't like Hamilton think like talk about think think about Hamilton geeks like like the, the you know they right if they yeah. for whatever reason if they are Terrible people who don't like Hamilton, and they hear <laughs> someone talking about how amazing that show is. Uh, and I think, uh, Emily, you and I have both become those sorts of geeks who have oh, talked hardcore. a lot about how great Hamilton is since we, we listen to the soundtrack. All the time. Um, you know. It, it, I spent several I weeks it.
1: sending my parents little daily facts about Hamilton just to yeah. annoy them with it and try to get them to listen to it.
0: And, and like, and so la la land if nothing else gives us the opportunity to step back and be like oh that's what we're like man okay, we're we awful <laughs> i
1: um i feel like i already have that experience to some extent because like i also there's that feeling i just described about like feeling pretty mad about something but everyone else is so obsessed that like it makes yeah. you really angrily hate something like i feel that way about please don't attack me i feel that way about billy joel um so I get like, that I, I disagree I get,
0: strongly but I, I get that
1: so like I I've, I feel like I've dealt with that that feeling for like most of my life because people fucking attack you if you say you hate Billy Joel eh, and I don't I mean, really hate Billy Joel I just like I did Billy Joel just really doesn't send me anywhere but as soon as you say that people are like but what about this song what about <laughs> that song how do you not like Billy Joel and I'm just like he's just like like no I'm just not no yeah. anyway um um,
0: but, but like, the thing La with the thing with all La La land is like I'm I'm having this really interesting cognitive dissonance with this movie because there's a lot about it I actually did enjoy. There's a lot about it that divorced from all of the hype. Whereas, like you know what, there is I don't think it's the best picture movie by a long shot. But there's there, there there were several scenes and several characters that I was like, hey, this is a, I, I enjoy this. It's a well directed movie at least. The, the the acting, if you put aside the lack of singing ability on some of the characters' part, like i i feel like this is a mixed bag sort of movie where there's some of it where i was like hey i really like this but then the fact that it has become the presumptive it's kind of like this year's revenant where like um there was a few there were a few things about the revenant that i liked but like the fact that everyone was going nuts about leonardo dicaprio being the presumptive winner of best picture i was like well no he he wasn't or is one of the best actor rather um I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the, the hype around it has really colored this film in a weird way that I that doesn't often happen even with hyped up Oscar yeah. nominees. I feel like there's something uniquely hypey about La La Land.
1: I agree. And I think a lot of it has to do with the um the Hollywoodness of it. I mean I think that's part that's a huge part of the problem is that most of us are not sitting in Hollywood and being in the film industry. And so like it's so like we just like i ju- we just don't get it and they're so obsessed with it and it's like it's mm-hmm. like a huge divide between between you know um the hollywood world and the rest of the world i guess more than there usually is i think going going into an oscar season god i have so many yeah. thoughts i actually <laughs> um you were talking about past oscar seasons so like i i mean i i feel like i would predict that this is going to be this is going to be an Oscar season, and uh, we don't know who who will win. Maybe somebody right. else will win. You know the way that Moonlight upset. Well, no, the Moonlight didn't upset. There's a fuck. There's a separate category in the Golden Globes. Never mind. Yeah. Um. But
0: but like there have been examples of uh like in some see, of the like... Guild
1: Awards and stuff. Other things have won. Right. Um. And you know, so maybe it won't. Maybe it'll win this and that, and it won't be, It won't win. Um. You know, it won't win. It won't sweep. I. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll, i I will be. I will be pretty mad if any of the like. Actors beat out, for instance, Denzel Washington. Um, but, although, again, I haven't seen all the movies, so I shouldn't say. I just saw yeah, wait, so is, who just, else is
0: nominated for Best Actor?
1: Uh, I know Casey Affleck is. I don't remember the, who the I other two seen are. But like if, I haven't seen Manchester by the Sea. Either, but, like, if Ryan Gosling were to win and not Denzel oh, no. Washington, like, I yeah. are you fucking kidding me?
0: Okay, so, yeah, I, I'm pulling for Denzel, but I will say that both Andrew Garfield and Vigo Mortensen were great. I haven't seen the movies, be, but... I'd be fine with either of them winning, but, yeah, I'm personally also pulling for Denzel to win, to win that.
1: Um, Yeah, I haven't seen enough of the movies for that, but, like... So 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 my thing is, though, if this does sweep or win Best Picture or or whatever it does, like I I have a feeling that this is going to be one of those Oscars that we could collectively look back on in in 15 or 20 years and go fucking really (laughs) like like Shakespeare in Love or like. Which actually, or, I mean, actually, I feel like a lot of people felt like felt like that about Shakespeare in Love at the time, or like, okay, we all we all kind of agree that like Titanic was by no means as good as everyone thought it was in 1997. Well, you know right? that
0: I haven't seen Titanic, right?
1: Yeah, I've actually <laughs> never finished Titanic.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, we should probably get someone to to introduce to us to Titanic properly. Yeah, yeah, we should do that.
0: I feel like Titanic, though. I think that's a great example because I feel like that's a movie that, over the ensuing decades, has gained the sort of aura of like, eh, don't bother. I like, think. Well, and that's
1: the thing is, I think I think that the the collective consensus at this point. I think the the my sense anyway. And maybe not, I mean, like, there are certainly arguments to be made for it. I would have to look up the list because I don't remember what it what all it was nominated against. Mm. but i think I think that the collective critical consensus at this point, twenty years later is that Titanic was good, and there were great things about Titanic. But, like, Titanic was not all about Eve. Titanic was not like, record setting sweep the Oscars best movie anyone had Mm -hmm. ever seen it was like we were all we were all dazzled by the hype and the spectacle and the level of visual effects which although they look like like sort of odd and animationy now were extremely impressive in nineteen ninety seven and
0: you But well, it was also like, the, the case that uh Return of the King was, you know, not the best of it was the, Lord of the Rings trilogy. It was a
1: cumulative award for sure. It's sweeping
0: those awards where it was all about like this massive achievement that Peter Jackson had had, had accomplished. This or like, huge, you know, you know, there are there are
1: a bunch of there are a bunch of examples like this. If if you go back in the Oscars and it's like when you look at some of the things and what they beat, it's like right. Really guys? I mean, you know, driving miss daisy beat do the right thing for best picture in the same year like
0: yeah i i mean i haven't seen driving miss daisy but i have seen do the right thing and i can imagine academy voters especially back then you know i i can well yeah like oh here her we that. have two
1: <laughs> movies that deal with race and one of them is yeah. about like the relationship between a little old white lady and her driver mm-hmm. and the other one is you know do the, the right an thing and like yeah. which one are we going <laughs> to award the Oscar to versus which one is the better picture that deals with the topic better. Hmm.
0: Well, and, and the, <laughs> the, the, the mo- most famous one I think is, I mean, um, I, I mean, I still think I, I enjoy Forrest Gump a lot. I like Forrest Gump oh, a lot, yeah. but the fact that it beat Pulp Fiction, which was a, was a way more innovative and, and just, you know, completely groundbreaking and really precedent setting movie for the entire industry for, for basically you know, all independent film for, right. for for pop cultural, you know, significance. I feel like you know um, that 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 one gets brought up a lot in terms of like, oh man, missed opportunity for the Academy to to get to give the best picture there.
1: Right, and again, um, Forest Gump. Forest Gump is a, is a lovely movie, and I enjoy Forest Gump a lot too. But that's another one where yeah. where when when people look back on it now, like it mostly gets like a little bit mocked because we all recognize in retrospect, like it's 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 a good movie and it's lovely but it's also like a little bit it's it's more than a little bit ridiculous right like <laughs> oh yeah
0: but i mean that's yeah uh, that, that that's the problem with the story not with the movie the I movie know. as a whole is a good so anyway good we're way
1: off, we're way off topic but but i i just i just feel like like in in 10 or 15 years that's that's that may be how we collectively feel about la la land especially if it beats out like moonlight and in and in, in 20 years we're gonna look back and be like seriously seriously (laughs)
0: 2017
1: like you thought you thought that this movie was better than these other movies but anyway out of the
0: ones that you've seen out of the other best picture nominees that you have seen would you go with moonlight as your pick if it were yeah
1: yes i i just i mean moonlight moonlight just bowled me over it was and i mean i was expecting to like it i've heard nothing but great things about it but it was so good Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was beautiful and, and, you know, the story was so good in its, in this like very, you know, quiet little way, but so good. And all three actors who played um, Chiron in, in all three of the times of his life were so good and did so much with so few words. And I, I. And the score. I mean, the score was so good. Like everything about that movie is so well done and so good. And And it's also a groundbreaking story that I've never fucking seen on a screen before. Yeah. I've never seen this story
0: before. And the thing is, I would love to be having the debate about Moonlight versus, I don't know, Arrival, which, uh, while being a story that has been told before of kind of like aliens come to Earth, what do we do? On the other things you just mentioned, all the other things, like it's a masterfully acted and written and, you know, the the score is amazing in that one, too. Like, I would love to be having this debate about, like, you know, differences of inches, but it kind of it it, it feels like this Oscar season has turned into like an almost an us versus them thing of like La La Land versus everyone else. And like, if anything else wins, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, hey, yeah, yeah, point, woo, point for our Holland. team. You woo. know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a it's a really weird it's a really weird feel, feeling because like normally I you know feel like the discussion is like, oh, okay, well, here's these nominees, and let's talk about. I I, th- I feel like normally it's more geeky and granular about the debate of yes. like you know what what should win and what were the strengths and weaknesses of these different films and all this stuff and it, it, i mean it's kind of ironic that la la land which people are uh pitching as sort of an antidote to current political strife in the world has become this like deeply divisive almost political thing of just like you know uh, of us versus them which which is kind of uh, ironic and and funny to me in a way <laughs>
1: yeah and i mean uh, and on on that point and also to something you said quite a while ago about yeah. um about you know all of the things that you did like about la la land you thought this was good and you thought that was good i actually i actually didn't think a lot of that stuff was good like yeah i wasn't particularly invested in those characters or their relationship i, I never mostly because i never really doubted that they were that they were going to get what they wanted somehow like yeah. it never there was never any there was never any any real real doubt or conflict for me in in that movie like i don't know if it's because i've i've seen i've seen try and fail and try and fail and try and fail and finally succeed movies before um so many times but something something about the way it was set up it was kind of like oh i mean i assume that they'll they'll manage this somehow you know either they're both going to get everything they want in their careers or maybe they won't, but they'll end up together happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Or like some mix of those things or like i feel like i, I like i never really doubted that everything was going to be okay for these characters also,
0: although i mean can, can we at least say like the, the last few minutes that 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 big you know montage scene at the end i mean everyone's talking about i feel like i feel like the movie does leave you off on a very strong note it does it
1: does i mean then that was that was a nice that was that was nice for sure yeah um but you know and and, and well done but i still like i don't know i wasn't I wasn't that like compelled by it to begin with. And you know what, here's what I'll say. Like my thing about the music and the, the, um, the singing and all of that is like, you know, that criticism that I just said is actually not that uncommon in, yeah. in musicals. Right. I mean, a lot of musicals are pretty predictable. Um, especially like your classic, classic era, old Hollywood musicals, which I know you haven't seen nearly as many of them as I have, but like, but like, uh, you know, I, we're not sure quite how they're going to figure out, figure it out, but do we really doubt that they're going to manage to manage to make they'll their be moves- fine somehow in, in, yeah. in, in um, singing in the rain, for instance, something that I know mm-hmm. that we've both seen and that has probably a, the most plot wise and, and, you know, mm-hmm. beat points and stuff. It's pretty like similar to, yeah. um To, to La La Land, just in terms of themes and stuff. Um, And the one obvious you know, lamppost dance move by, uh, mm-hmm. by Brian Gosling. Um, you know, the same is true of singing in the rain. Right. I mean, like we never really think Gene Kelly is going to fail and they're not going to make their movie really no. like ultimately, <laughs> you're not... but here's the thing. It's all trumped by how good the movie is, by how well done it is, by how good the dancing and the singing and the, that, and that's like the whole like fantasy sequence of like, like, What's happening in that other movie? That that you know what I mean? The fantasy sequence mm-hmm. in Singing *In the Rain*. Like yeah, yeah,
0: with um, I which also was name, better than the fantasy
1: sequences in *La La Land*.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> the the Broadway the Broadway musical thing where it's the gotta dance uh, and I forget the name of the actress yes. but the, the one he, the the one the smoky smoky dance hall that he dances with yes yeah, yes, yeah.
1: yes 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 um, like I haven't
0: seen Singing in the Rain in, in so long and I, I can visualize that exact scene the gotta dance scene with all the neon lights turning on and all yes, of the, and the you know the,
1: and then you're in the like the smoky bar and the dudes with the flipping of the coin you know the whole thing and the, and the, the, your the head.
0: walls are red and then the, yep. the camera pans up her legs and yeah know you know the whole like thing by heart it's iconic it yeah.
1: sticks with you because it's so good yeah um and it, you know and so so like sure that movie also doesn't have maybe the strongest characterization and the best investment in characters and stuff but it's it's overcomes it it makes you it makes you invested by its sheer good like excellence mm-hmm. at what it's doing and la la land didn't do that for me also i'm i'm both frustrated and furious about the (laughs) lack of of emma stone's work that we actually see so early on in the movie we see her at an audition and she seems to be doing quite well in the audition she's like very into it she's making herself cry on this like fake phone conversation she's having and then you know the person like interrupts her to open the door and like no one's paying attention and so we sort of see her have a couple we see like a quick montage of 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 auditions after that that actually aren't that good They're pretty, Mm -hmm. they're pretty like lackluster line readings. Um, and then the whole thing becomes about her own show that she wants to write because she used to write plays when she was a kid, which is like a really common thing that a lot of kids do. But anyway, um, so like she, Oh, she's going to do her, her whole one woman show. Um, we never see any of that one woman show. We see like three lines handwritten in her first draft on a paper. We never see her rehearse it. We never Mm -hmm. see her perform it at the end. We we see, we see when she actually performs it, we see her walk out onto the stage. We saw the set and we see the nearly empty audience afterward of like her friends and she turns off the light. Right. And not Ryan Gosling. Um, sure. We didn't see a single fucking word of that play. We have no yeah. idea if it's any good. We have no idea if she did any a, any kind of good or bad or mixed or whatever acting in it. And then we finally see the audition at the end. And that is good. And I like the audition song. But Mm. I'm just like, especially because we had to. We watched Ryan Gosling play the fucking piano so many times (laughs) and play the same song over and over and over and over and over and over again. And that's a really good point. And then we saw, and we saw, you know, so we when we were able to see and hear and feel the difference between the music that he liked and the music that he wanted to play. And the music that he was playing with John Legend and his group. We saw Mm -hmm. all of that on the screen. None of it had to be said. When when Emma Stone was like, do you like the music you're playing? We understood what she meant because we understood how it was different from his original mission. And we understood how it was different. What the fuck even was her plot? Like, oh, (laughs) oh, I'm auditioning. I'm auditioning. I'm auditioning. I'm doing this one woman show that no one showed up to. Because, like, of course they didn't, it's a one-woman show, and also, as that article you posted on Facebook <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> points out, uh, she did a terrible job promoting it, and her, she sent an awful this, email. This
0: article, by the way, is, is on the AV Club, and it's, like, something to the effect of, like, you know, why no one came to Emma Stone's show in La La Land, the real reason. Her and terrible it's
1: emailing skills.
0: She sent out this, like, horribly written email where no one is BCC'd, which is horrible email etiquette, and just, like, it's so- someone who, like, you know really I never would have thought to do this which is I'm just so jealous of this person who who thought to just take this one shot and just deconstruct everything that's wrong with her email. Well, and as <laughs> someone else that
1: like the supposed there was a screenshot embedded in the article too that like she didn't create a Facebook event. Like what yep. is this?
0: <laughs> it was
1: yeah. So but 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 I mean and beyond that though, it's like as viewers and as people who are supposed to care about this character and who when when she's like having her little her little breakdown before the last audition where she's saying, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm just not good enough. Maybe I should give up. Like, I don't know. Don't maybe know you're not good, good, good not. enough. I don't know. Maybe you yeah. aren't actually good enough. I have no way of telling that. Yeah. Like that. That bothered me so much.
0: I, I honestly hadn't thought about that that much. But now it's going to bother me because like that's totally true. We get we get way more of Ryan Gosling's passion. You know, we so see, much see more of it, evidence to the point where you're sick of it. Yeah. Um, but we don't get enough of her actually acting, doing the thing that she's supposed to love doing and supposed to be her, her motivating factor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: And their, and their fight, I mean, you know, at the, at the end, um, at the end, like they have a little bit of an argument and then they kind of like end on this, like, well, I guess we're just going to let go. Note, Um, you know, so, but the, so, the, so when he drives out to, to get her and convince her to go to the audition, like, mm-hmm that's a little bit of a conflict in their relationship, but it's mostly about her needing to believe in herself or whatever. The actual meat of their relationship argument that like helps end their relationship is all about him. It's all about him and his art. And I mean like, she's hurt that like he doesn't seem to take her thing seriously enough that he thinks she can rehearse it anywhere. But like, it's all about, you know, him and his music and whether he's playing what he wants to do and what he's doing with his life. And like, he also clearly hasn't, you know, considered her. And it's just like, it's just like, I, I, I uh, yeah. <laughs> men. I think
0: that's sum, that, that, that sums it up pretty well. <laughs>
1: and also men. No offense,
0: but. <laughs> nah, none taken. Like,
1: it wouldn't be that hard. You wrote a whole movie. You really couldn't write a play within your movie or, like, yeah. part of a play. Really, you didn't even have to write the whole thing. You just had to write, like, part of a monologue that we can see her rewriting and rehearsing like and that actually would be more effective because then we would see like you could pay off
0: the the better delivery of it later on exactly and the way the changing like
1: it's not that hard to do if you're already writing an entire movie and casually just throwing in a whole fucking bunch of music too like yeah and also
0: yeah (laughs) separate from that
1: you talked about not liking City of Stars, and I agree with you about City of Stars. You talked about liking the Audition song, and I agree. I like the Audition song, too. I thought it was good. I thought it was much better than City of Stars. In general, mm-hmm. it was a really solid song. Excellent. And if well Audition
0: done. wins best song, I'm fine with that. I'm actually I'm, – I'm, I'm personally pulling for How Far I Go from, from Moana. Me too. But if Audition wins, I'm like, that's a good song. I'm supportive of that. Good job. I'm, you know, I,
1: I'll be more okay with it if Audition wins um, than, than if – than if uh, City of Stars wins,
0: yeah, no, if City but, of Stars wins, I'm I'm, I'm done. <laughs> but here's the thing, yeah,
1: how far I'll go gives me goosebumps and yeah. makes me like a little bit choked up. Yeah, neither of the songs, including audition, audition was a really solid song, but audition did not give me goosebumps or make me teary eyed or you know it's it's just it's still not as good of a song.
0: Right? No, I, I that's what I'm saying. I, I, it's it's my number two out of the five list. Yeah. So. If Can't Stop the Feeling
1: it. wins, I may burn something ugh. down.
0: Yeah. That song is so <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I, I, I heard uh it was Justin Timberlake talking on some podcast recently and I was like, Well, I'm happy for Justin Timberlake having a career. Like he's a, he's a, seems like a cool guy, he's talented, but man, this song does not deserve to be nominated it's for so <laughs> It's so bad. It's so bad. It doesn't yeah. deserve
1: to be like Ugh, playing on the radio. I hate it. Anyway.
0: Oh, see, I've, i I I don't listen to FM radio anymore. So I've uh, I've mercifully avoided that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fine. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Not like that's how I make my livelihood or anything.
0: Oh yeah. Should I cut that out? <laughs> no,
1: it's fine. <laughs> <All right. laughs> a lot of people don't listen to FM radio any- anymore. Yeah.
0: If, if I, it helps, I I listen to KQED sometimes. But. But I uh... do because
1: I'm a dinosaur. Yay. <laughs> um,
0: so. Yeah, I think we've come out and pretty much, I think we've mostly exhausted our thoughts on La La Land here, unless there's uh, any any deeper, deeper buried. No, <laughs> I MC mean, there elective. aren't any other
1: deeper buried thoughts. I also like, I mean, my, my only other thing, again, thinking about singing in the rain is also just the dancing and to return to yeah. my point about, um, about like Hollywood consistently choosing, you know, stars who aren't necessarily up to snuff with their singing, yeah. Um and like that's okay. They learn. It's fine. Whatever. Now the choreography in La La Land. I will say the choreography was one of the best parts. The choreography yeah. was very well done. Very especially, well, especially especially in like the big the big numbers. The big number choreography was good.
0: Well, it's also—I mean, no—I think every the uh, the the what a waste of a lovely evening. Choreography was good there. It was the, the it, astronomy or the uh, the Hayden Planetarium dance yeah. that, that that was nice. It was—I mean, it was it was good.
1: I, I I liked the other choreography better. But but here's yeah. here's what I'm right. getting at, and this is and this is one of those things that's unfair because ho- partially unfair because Hollywood works differently than it used to. Mm-hmm. But like so much was made of like okay, so maybe they're not the best dancers in the world, um, especially Ryan Gosling, you know. Isn't necessarily like not that great of a dancer. They're clearly not super talented, you know, tap dancers or whatever. Although neither he was,
0: was in the Mickey Mouse Club with Justin Timberlake, and he was in that yeah you with know, that famous not tap group of Mickey Mouse though. Club, I That's know choreography, but, like they,
1: but not tap dance.
0: I'm sure they. I'm sure they learned some sort of. They dancing learned the, but
1: anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean, like neither of them has never danced before, but right. but they're also not you know again not the level of dancing in some of the group numbers by some of sure. the extras or in you know your classic old Hollywood movie. Neither was Debbie Reynolds, was what I was driving at, though. Mm. Uh-huh. Debbie Reynolds also was not a dancer before singing in the rain (laughs) and like granted she had she had um you know the the like brutal like schedule and work expectations of of that era of hollywood behind her as well as gene kelly and danny k on either side of her so no matter what she was doing the whole thing was is pretty fucking mind-blowing but like it's possible it's possible (laughs) to get better at dancing before going into your movie then
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) that that, that didn't really bother me at all maybe i'm just not looking for that in the same way i I felt like it didn't bother (laughs) i mean
1: it was it was it was lovely overall and like it didn't it didn't bother me as much as all of the other things that I just shouted about did so
0: yeah <laughs> uh all right well I think that's our that's You're our exhausted. uh yeah, that's our thoughts on La La Land. Um, so, this is a bonus episode, um, but you can find our normal episodes in which we talk about something that one of us has never seen before uh, at wherever you found this, this show. So, com or uh, iTunes, Google Play Music, et cetera, et cetera. And, Emily, where can people find you online if they want to tell you why you were wrong about La La Land? <laughs>
1: uh, I am on Twitter at EJ Reports.
0: And I'm on Twitter at Hey Hey this is Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, dancing off.
1: And there's not a spark inside. What a waste of lovely night.
0: This has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. For more, visit gvnpodcast.com. I'll
1: be the one to make that call. What's your call? And though you look so cute in your polyester suit, it's me. you're right. I'd never fall for you at all.